Oh, in Jersey, I think I was heading to the airport and I was just listening to the radio. But at this particular time, they were doing like a little talk show. But the premise of this little, little talk show bit was they were going to talk about ghosting or like just online dating. This guy calls in and he says, hey, you know, I went out on a date. Went great. Lots of conversation. We had a nice time. And then he didn't hear any, anything back from her the next day or the day, a few days after. And it had been several days. So they go out on a date. Guy has a great time. She goes to him. So the radio show is like, well, we're going we're gonna to help you confront this and not clear up some things. So they call the girl. <laughs> okay. From the radio station. So the numbers, uh, maybe it's unlisted or just different number. So they call her. She answers the phone. Not, doesn't know who it is. And they say, oh, this is so-and-so from this talk show. We're calling about this guy. And she's like, oh, this is weird. And... Part of the, the show is that she doesn't know that he's listening. So he's just remaining silent. Do you think this was real? It sounded real. It, it, it sounded real because I was skeptical. And maybe they just did such a good job that I thought it was real. So they call, they call the girl. Guy's listening in the background, not saying anything. And they told him not to. Like, just, just be quiet. Let us, let us get to it. So she's like, oh, this is weird. She's like, well, I don't really want to talk about it. But, you know, like the guy seemed okay, but... When I met him, he didn't match up with his profile. I mean, he looked different. So, why did he look different? And she says, well, he had a big handlebar mustache. <laughs> okay. And then none of his profile pictures did he have any facial hair. And she says, this was misleading. Took me off guard. Looks like my dad. I don't want to date anybody like, like my dad or dad's age, like an uncle. It's just gross. I can kind of see a point, some false advertising. The guy just jumps in and goes, are you kidding me? And he just starts using all sorts of bad language because he's, he's pissed. And then she gets all hot and fires back. And the radio show hosts, they're like, they're like trying to de-escalate the situation because uh, now they just end up calling, they just name call each other. This sounds like daytime talk show Jerry Springer style nonsense, but on the radio. Yes, a little bit like that. And this was not uh, based on what the host was saying. This is not their intent. Usually, uh, one person says, "Oh, they just didn't feel it," and then the guy, the person, other person gets some closure. Do they do this kind of stuff? Is this like a recurring? I guess so. This is segment a, this on is that the show. one that I've seen or heard. Sample size of one show, but it sounded like they did this every. Every day. Oh my god! Okay. Sound like they did this. They did this with some frequency. It wasn't just a one-off thing. The guy goes on to brag about his mustache. He's like, I get compliments on it all the time. People want to come up and touch it and take pictures of me. Like, how dare you? And then she gets wild. You look like a creep. Don't want to see you again, especially now because you're acting like a child. I think they were both right in what they were saying. But just not the right platform and avenue to have that. Well, that's definitely true, obviously. (laughs) Uh, I don't like airing my grievances in front of just a handful of random strangers out at a place of business or, you know. That's awkward. Let alone in front of an audience of potentially millions. Many people. Yeah. That seems nuts to me. So back to the ghosting deal. My, my experience from, from online dating, I'm, I'm, I don't like ghosting, but I'm okay with it. At least I've accepted that that's just a thing that happens. If you're not feeling something, I guess I, I'd appreciate it. be cool if someone said, hey, I'm not really into this. Let's just go our separate ways. Just the nagging question of why may linger, but it could have a bunch of reasons. To someone else, those reasons may not even be a thing, so why do I need to hear it? It's like this moustache. This guy's in love with this moustache. The girl's not feeling it. Then find someone who likes it. And I do, th- I do think there's a, something to say about posting relevant and updated pictures. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So I think there was some, some fault there from the guy. And then the girl, just because the nature of dating, I think there's more risk. Ghosting is a lot easier for girls, or at least maybe more, more like the preferred method. 
just because if they go meet some guy in public and tell him, ah, you're not really my type, he might lose his mind and then kill her. It's sort of like worst case scenario. I've been watching too many documentary, like murder documentaries. You watch too much cold cases. What's <laughs> going on there? I think that particular story with the guy in the mustache is a good explanation of why ghosting is an issue. Because the guy is at fault that he should have... Mustaches are pretty polarizing, as you know. Yes. <laughs> and if you're going to have a giant handlebar curly mustache, you got to have that in your profile pictures so that people know that's the case. That, so, that take, probably takes on the order of months to grow. See, I thought, I thought that the twist ending was going to be he doesn't usually have a mustache, but he had grown it out for like Movember or something. And so this girl ghosted him based on a mustache that he was like doing for charity or something. And then he shaved it off. You know, I thought that was going to be the twist. But instead, he just grew a mustache no, and, and failed he, to. He wanted to keep it. I guess he didn't want that to be. If he, if he woke up one day and wanted to grow one, he wanted to be able to go that would, would like that or be into it. If I was looking at a girl's profile and she had a reasonably like long hair. And in all of her pictures, she had hair that was like at least shoulder length, you know, longer hair. And then I met up with her and her head was cut like super short, like as short as your mind, right? Like the, I don't know what they call, but like a boy cut type yeah. style, right? Like very short. Like a comb over. Yeah. Which, which some, some women yes, do can, have yeah. very short. They can pull it off. Hairstyles now. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but just, I, I would be taken aback. It's pretty significant aesthetic change, right? So I agree. It's like opening. You you bought something. <laughs> I don't think you bought anything. You come home and you open up the box and something different than what was advertised on the box. This is a this is a not, not a good analogy. I realize that, but it it's a similar feel. It's like, oh, like maybe the the short hair wouldn't. It may not be a deal breaker for you, but because you weren't suspecting it, it's sort of like the false advertising. If it if it's okay for her to decide, I don't want to date this guy because I don't like mustaches. It's just as okay for a guy to say, yes. I don't want to date a girl that has hair as short as mine. Sure, it's just based on it's preference. Purely based on what you yeah. find attractive and not attractive. And yeah. So in, in any event, I get where she's coming from. If he legit had a huge mustache, yes. he was committed to keeping, and he did not yeah. advertise that ahead of time. I get that. I also understand why it's very frustrating to think you had a good time with somebody and then just never hear anything back, even an explanation. But based on how pissed this guy got about the mustache when she said that to him, I also understand why she didn't want to say anything. Exactly. Because so he lost his mind. They're both right. I can see the they're reasoning. both right, both wrong. It just happens just, to be a dumpster fire. Which basically describes all of online dating. It's just yes. a dumpster fire, right? So I, I really like that story specifically because at that moment, when I realized he's right in what he's saying, he's not wrong, she's right. Justified, I get it. But the two mixed together don't go well. It's just a disaster. Yeah, I mean, you you, you know I like to talk about incentives a lot. That's an example of that where... Everybody's kind of upset with how other people are acting, but at the same time, they're incentivized to act in the way that they are. Just, it's, it's like a weird... It just sucks for everybody, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So I, you used to have uh, a very handsome, good-looking good look, good beard on you in this, the previous job that you had, yeah. but you had to shave it off for the job that you accepted that you're at now. Now, I want to say... At least one girl has commented on the lack of a beard in person versus you having a beard in your pictures. Yeah. Am I making that up? No, that, that did happen. Okay. And I think this was before I heard that story. Because uh, for some reason, I, I had a work trip and had to shave it. And so my pictures were That's right. current enough, but they just looked a little different. I, st- I, still, like, I still have some of those pictures uh, I, I remember when I first moved here, didn't have any updated pictures or any, any good ones that I, I, I felt was felt were worthy enough to put up there. If I went to go meet someone, I'd tell them, hey, full disclosure, 
I don't have a beard anymore. <laughs> you you would give them especially during November. Because November I just had the mustache. But you're proactive about hey, yeah. I got a mustache, it's only temporary. Yeah, it's <laughs> temporary. And all, all the girls I spoke with were like, What well, good? Good it's like great that it's temporary because none of them went to it. And when I spoke, when I FaceTimed my, my family, my mom, sister, uh, at one point when I was talking to my sister, she's like, you know, I can't even hear what you're saying <laughs> because all I see is this. I'm done. Like, I can't I, hear like, you over your yeah, mustache. Like, I, I can't do this. Like, I got to go. <laughs> I want to submit for the record that I thought the mustache was great. <laughs> I wanted you to keep growing it selfishly. Yeah. Even my neighbor was saying something like, hey. but "That's nah." He's just weird, though. <laughs> that doesn't his opinion doesn't count on that. Uh, I think it's because he, he's weird about facial hair in general. He's been indoctrinated by by work. I think maybe. Well, go, going back to the ghosting, somehow it usually works out that if I, if, I, if I'm not really into a girl, she's not that into me, and somehow things just fizzle. There was one instance where. It was more, I, I, I wasn't feeling it. It had been early enough along where it would have been appropriate to just ghost. But I decided not to. I went to go talk to this girl, and it didn't go that great. Very awkward. I felt bad. But I was just, just being honest. and told her, like, well, nothing personal against you, just not feeling it. Don't think we're compatible. And it still sucked. I can see why people default to ghosting. In that moment, it's not good for anybody. This, this is a few years ago at this point, but I dated this girl for like maybe a month, I don't know, a few weeks. So it was long enough, and we had gone on enough dates that it felt like I wanted to not break it off over like text message. Hmm. At this time, like I said, this was a few years ago, so I think ghosting, I'm using you know, my finger quote thing here, I don't think ghosting was really a thing yet because this predated the current like mobile swipe dating culture thing. This was, I met her online, but this was back when, you know, you actually went to like a website and you just didn't swipe left or right through people. Were you using dial-up at the time? <laughs> so actually, I met her through, you know, the newspaper classifieds. <laughs> Misconnections. No, but so I decided it seemed unnecessary to actually like meet up with her in person to do it. That seemed like over the top. So I, at least I called her on the phone and had like an actual conversation about it. And I was very polite. I was like, hey, I just don't think that this is going to work. I just don't think we're that great of a match, really, like personality-wise. And I don't think she really enjoyed what I was saying, even though I tried to be not critical about it. So she asked me if I would mind if she kind of shared her perspective and she proceeded to basically give me like an exit interview for the relationship in which she just detailed all of these things that I was doing that she did not like. <laughs> just It's like, I don't like it when you did this, that, blah, blah, blah. I don't like it when you're around me, when you breathe, when you talk, just all these, all these things. However, unlike mustache guy, I just took it because I was like, well, what's the point in... Because trying to even defend myself or argue about it or whatever. It's like, all right, thank you for the feedback. You know what? At least you're being honest. Yep. It's fine. You got that. That's the thing. Because you're rational, you know that you want to be with someone who wants to be with you, and there's a that's equal on both sides. If someone does, if you want to be with someone that doesn't want to be with you, that that's just not sustainable at all. Like that's disaster. My thought is also. It seemed like there were some stored up frustrations with certain ways that I I did things, right? Because she was immediately like, "Well, let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you what you were doing wrong." Okay, well, if I if I was doing things in a way that she didn't appreciate, or like if there were some things about me that she wasn't into, why not? Why not just say that earlier? Why right. wait until I was breaking up with you to to bring these up? Yeah. To me, that in, that in and of itself is a sign that maybe that wasn't, you know, there you go. a good not a good match. So. Yep. And 
What's NPC profiles? So I, I haven't really jumped back into the, the dating pool, but I've, I've dipped my toes in. Just, just seeing, you know, what's, what's out there, get a feel for the marketplace, what are profiles like nowadays, that, that type of deal. And I got to say, there's a whole lot of recycled content on uh, these dating profiles, at least on women's end. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not flipping through dudes' profiles <laughs> to get a feel for those. I'm looking through, you know, uh, the ladies. Back when I was trying out online dating a few years ago, back before app culture and swiping culture, the profiles were a lot longer and more detailed. And I felt In like... In terms of wording, questions, correct. and just detail. There were a number of questions that it seemed like people put time into giving thoughtful answers that really gave you a clue about what their personality was like, what they were into. And I appreciate that because reading a few hundred words is so much faster than and easier than having to go on like a full-blown date with somebody and realizing like, well, you know, maybe this isn't good chemistry fit, whatever. I, I would think it would be in everyone's best interest to get as much of your personality and what you're like and everything out up front before you even have to go on the first date just to save everybody time, right? It seems like nowadays people, at least in the apps that I've looked at, like Bumble, Tinder, those ones, there's like a few sections on the profile for different things, but they're so shallow. Like an example of that would be like, would you rather go to the beach or the mountains? And then people's answers are like one word, right? <laughs> like the beach. It's like, oh, wow, okay, great. It's, it's that level of stuff. And then there are lots of people whose profiles, they don't even have any, anything written at all, barely. There's like maybe a few emojis like, oh, I like pizza. <laughs> okay, well, great. <laughs> right, that, like who doesn't, who doesn't like pizza? And it's mainly more about just having a few pictures where you look maximally attractive, and that's about it. Those are called thirst traps. But then everybody is a thirst trap almost. All all you can tell theoretically, and sometimes sometimes this isn't even true, depending on you know those photos. How old are they? How how flattering are those relative to real life? But it's like the only thing you can even take away from it is: Am I physically attracted to this person? Yeah. And that's important, but I, f- I feel like it's, it's, not it's the just only so thing. lacking. Yes. To me, it's like crazy flipping through profiles. And I swear to God, it's like 25% of them are just talking about how they like the office. Or it's like the same handful of things over and over again. And it makes you feel like, are these even real people? Or are they like procedurally generated using some simple algorithms, right? <laughs> and everything that I hear secondhand about what, what online dating is like now through apps, it just seems like it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can confirm. But, but here, here's my little sliver of hope. Maybe I'm delusional, but there's a number of people who I've met who have met their significant other on a dating app and who have been married... It only takes one. And each of, the, each of these people that I spoke with who are either now engaged or married, been married for several years, I said they've, they've gone through quite a bit of profiles and quite a bit of crap. It's hold on. It's like maybe I got to wade through a bunch of crap like Annie Dufresne to get, <laughs> get, get out. So I think what, you, what you're experiencing now is that pipe full of shit. I'm not even in the shit yet. That's right. You, you're just, All you're I'm, just I'm looking still, down. I'm still, I still got my little... Little rock hammer, little rock hammer, and I'm just scratching away at the wall. So NPC stands for what? Non-player character. It's a term from video games. So usually the player character that you actually play as in a video game and some other main characters have a lot of detail put into them by the people who make the game. They're fully fleshed out characters with personalities. But, you know, it's a big open world game. It'd be weird to only have a couple of people in there. So, you know, generally there's lots and lots of 
NPCs, non-player characters scattered throughout the world to make it seem a little bit more realistic. So when you go to a village, the village is populated by a bunch of different people. But there's some repeats. (laughs) There's a lot of repeats. And you you try to talk to them and it's like they have one catchphrase or something or just a few that they recycle through, things that they say. And you can't interact with them in any meaningful way. They're very simplified people. So that's what I meant by NPC profiles. Like, it seems like, is this even a real person or was this like, you know... A clone, just a copy-paste. And, well, and people copy, seemingly copy-pasting profile contents and just recycling the same stuff over and over again. And to be clear, you're that. talking both about the bio, like word descriptions and pictures. You know, whatever city you're in, there's maybe like a few scenic spots that everybody knows about. And they think like, oh, well, this is where I'm going to look my best. So I'm going to get some pictures here. And then everybody puts those pictures in their profile. So the reality is it's like you're just seeing the same picture over and over again, more or less. And it's almost like just a new person got Photoshopped, (laughs) you know, it's just so weird. So weird. In many ways, it points to how small the world's getting. But, I, but I, I got what you're saying. So what, what do you propose? What do you think is, is a fix here? Yeah, see, I, I wanted to do this idea full justice. And I had some ambitious idea for how to go about doing this. That was going to be like a podcast special oh, thing or whatever. Okay. But I, just, I think I don't, I, just, I don't have the time for it. Well, so okay. I'll, just, I'll just disclose it. Like any other podcast, we, we can do we can do a part two, and and you can expand on it in future. I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you how this idea is going to work, Creed. All right. So, so again, I I'm aware of many of the frustrations that people have had with online dating now, and a lot of them go back to the fact that people's profiles just are not a great representation of reality. Either people look different than the way they look in their pictures. You can't glean that much from the personalities. So you have an issue here where it's like people are representing themselves in a way that obviously makes them look the best, but kind of clouds who's really the best person for you, right? So I submit to you that this is a solved problem, that there are already some organizations that have figured this out. And those include uh, major sporting leagues, So as an example, uh, every year the NFL drafts in a new crop of football players from university. Teams are trying to figure out who the best players are to add to their team, who's a good fit. What makes this so difficult is it's really obscured who's actually good at stuff because there's way more college teams than there are pro teams. And so you've got really good athletes playing against some other really good athletes, but also some guys who are going to be selling insurance. They're not professionals. So it's hard to tell like who's actually good, who's not. And then it's further obscured by the fact that the universities all lie about just the basic measurements of their players. They'll have a guy listed as being six foot six, and then you actually measure him in person, and he's like six foot four. Stuff like that. Nobody weighs what you think they weigh. Nobody's as tall as you think they are. And I know the height thing in particular is a, is a sore subject for women with online dating because guys usually lie about how tall they are. To solve all this, they just have a com- what they call a combine, the NFL combine. And all these like hundreds of players descend upon whatever city is selected for the NFL combine that year, and they subject them to rigorous measurement They figure out exactly how tall everybody is to within an eighth of an inch. They measure them. They get them on a scale. Here's exactly how much they weigh. They take all these detailed measurements. And then they run run them through a bunch of standardized drills. And they can tell you exactly who's the fastest in the sprint. You know, they do these different shuttles, bench presses, all this stuff to put quantitative data behind people's physical abilities and all that kind of stuff. So what I want is an online dating combine. Where all these all these single people show up to this place, and you just measure how tall everybody is, measure how much they weigh. You can submit them to some some physical drills. Why not? Let's let's just for the dudes. Let's see how much you know how many bench presses we can do. Let's just. What about push-ups? The, I think push-ups. Is- push-ups would be fine too. Just test to see how many push-ups you can. Because that, that that normalizes for weight. 
And because you can have a dude that's real big, they can bench 200 pounds, but then if you then a skinny dude can bench 150. But if the guy weighs 100 pounds and he's benching 150, that's that's more of an, an a feat. All that's flexible. You know, you yeah. could just say it could even just be pass I, fail. I guess can yeah. this can this dude do 10 push-ups? Just a pass fail test like that might be enough for these purposes. I think when you describe it as like high school gym class and like maybe climb some rope. I don't know. We'd have to get some women involved in this to see what kind of you know attributes they're looking for on their end. The point being, so you get everybody's measurables, <laughs> right? Maybe do some drills to get a sense of their physical abilities. And then I also think you take standardized photographs of everybody. Like a passport photo. Like passport-style photo. And here's where things get a little bit more potentially controversial, but I, I feel like... I want plain Jane, (laughs) give me the raw photographs of what everybody looks like. No makeup, no nothing, whatever. Like, here's what this person actually looks like in a standardized lighting environment to where everything is controlled. Not allowed to wear any makeup or anything. There's a photo. What about hairstyles? I would say, so let me finish this this thought, right? The hair I'm less concerned about in that picture. I don't know. I just, I want to know what somebody actually looks like. But then they are allowed to have secondary photograph or photographs that are done, that are shot very flatteringly. So they could have like a little photo shoot set up there with professional photographers, hair and makeup. So you have like these, the raw pictures, like, you know, the prison style ones are just like... <laughs> Here's what this person honestly truly looks like. Can they be holding a sign with their stats? <laughs> Ideally, yeah. Well, they'd have to, really. I mean, you got to hold up something, at least saying your name, right? But, and then the other photographs. I'm picturing a, a lot of mugshot type. They basically are mugshots, you know, but I'm not saying they have to look bad, but it's more just like, listen, you, you, try you have a little setup this. here. Yeah. The lighting is the same for everybody. You get an idea of what somebody really looks like. And then also have a little setup where they can take a very flattering photograph and have people there to, to do their, their makeup just right, hair, whatever. So this, is, so this is my idea. I'm already aware of the fact that some of the online uh, or some of the dating apps have some extra certification processes. Having somebody review, like look at your photos and then look at like a live webcam of you or something like that to verify that you're basically look more or less like the person in your photos that type of stuff. I I really think that like Bumble, Match, like one of these dating companies should get behind this <laughs> dating combine thing and you just have all these people, single people show up and everything. The highest level of certification you could possibly have, right? I feel like your profile would be... Dossier. So much more. <laughs> your profile would be so much more valuable in the sense that like everything is more or less authenticated or what I'm even more concerned about is just a test on like what's your personality and you have to write some meaningful length, right? In terms of what are you looking for? All that kind of stuff rather than just, Oh, just Pam looking for my gym, (laughs) you know, like give me an act, you know something meaningful there, right? So, so that's what I want. That's my big idea. That's quite an idea. So I think that that uh, the first thing that comes to mind is how are you going to pay for all that? That's probably that's the cost of signing up for the app. Which I think if you did it again, if, if you're you, serious about it, you could go that way. If you did it, how I'm proposing a dedicated place to do it, or maybe like an event that traveled around the country or something, it would scale pretty well, just like the Combine does, because you just have a few dedicated people there who, who know what their job is in terms of like to measure people, photographers to take the pictures, and you're just sending people through, that, through, through the line, so to speak. There would be some cost associated with it, obviously. But if I told you I could guarantee you a match like somebody who you would eventually just get married to like long term like that quality of a match with somebody how much money would you pay me if i could guarantee you that match 
I knew you were going to head this way, and I think that would probably be on the order of what? Maybe like, would you would you spend a thousand dollars? If I think in the, under the right circumstances, if this was well established and familiar, comfortable with it, I think people people have and do spend a lot more. Because I think I think you could accomplish this uh, combine thing for on the order of a hundred. And when you think about how much money people are spending just going on a bunch of useless dates, to me, it, it makes sense. And I think if people, especially the older you get, right, and as the, the fuse is getting shorter, I, I feel like if you could actually guarantee somebody a life partner match, people would spend, honestly, like $10,000 or more on it. I mean, that's so valuable, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what people are looking for. To quote Michael Scott... So each day, get a little bit more desperate. Desperate situations yield the quickest results. That they do. <laughs> no, but, but, but I also, that, you know what? I also feel like this was. All these dating apps are more or less free now, right? Mm-hmm. And they sell you premium features as as add-ons. And from their perspective, you know what? It's free because that's how you get the most people. That's how everything works now. It's like all these online services, no matter what it is. If you want to be the biggest, you basically have to have a free option, and that's how you attract so many people. And with a network-based business like online dating, you need to have the most people so that there's plenty of people to pick from is the thought. And that, that, that's why I think, uh, at least with your solution, initially it would be there's a, there's a growth period when things are, things are a little bit dicey in terms of matches like there's not because there's not a, a big enough pool. And then... Once it's established, sure, it seems like a good thing. Now, for for like the existing dating apps, I believe the paid option, at least if there's a free version, the paid option makes it such that your profile is at the top of the stack or near the top of the stack for the area. Which I I, I understand that. To me, that even just kind more, of makes more sense. Exposure, yeah. People, whatever your sense of urgency is, you're mm-hmm. willing to pay for it, but. Where I was going uh, with that was because profiles are free nowadays, I feel like that encourages low effort profiles yes. that people don't put that much effort into because it's free to set up. Whereas back when I was doing it, it was basically it, it was paid. Like I think maybe you could look at people's profiles for free, but you, there was like no way to even contact them unless you paid, and it meant that everybody that you were interacting with on there legitimate was. They were really invested in trying to find a serious relationship because they were paying for it every month. And I feel like even if you had to charge people to do something like this, have this extra, all this extra stuff, to me, that's worth it. That's an interesting, I'm thinking through the combine. That idea, you know what? In my head, yeah. It's in the public domain now. That's free. Just run with that, anybody. You know, you're looking to start a business Go for it, or if or if you're Bumble, or you know, I think Bumble isn't isn't Bumble actually owned by Match? Whatever whatever online dating companies there are now, please just steal that idea because the world will be a better place. You're tired of seeing girls taking pictures in front of angel wings. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is one of the recurring pictures. What what are some other cliches that? So I oh. another one is like somehow within the past few years it seems like everybody's birthday they now have these giant balloons that are the numbers. So it's like if it's your twenty eighth birthday you have a giant two and a giant eight balloon they that are gold, like gold, silver, yeah. rose gold. If you're real, where fancy. did those come from? Because now it's like eighty percent of profiles girls got a picture of herself, you know, standing with their friends in front of these giant balloons yeah. from her birthday. Yeah. So when did that become a thing? I don't know. I don't know. Good. I mean, power to whatever company you know selling those number balloons because they must be making a killing. Because they all seem to be the same style. They look like the exact same balloons. Yeah. That that's a popular one. Any quote from the office? A lot of emojis. I feel a little bit bad because it's like if somebody's listening to this and you've you got a picture of yourself standing in front of the uh, what lifts you. Angel wings, and you've got a picture of you standing in front of your age balloons or whatever. I'm sorry <laughs> for making fun of this, but it's just all, all, all I'm getting at is like 
it's so daunting the number of people who are on these sites now right it's just like you can if you live in a at least moderately sized like city area you can swipe till you die basically right there's that many people on there a lesson from trying to sell things online so if you if you have an online ad say which is basically what these profiles are they're online ads for you try to sell yourself if you have an online ad you're not really trying to get the most click-throughs. You're not trying to get the most people possible to click on your ad, especially since you have to pay by the click if it's a real online ad. What you really want is the most people possible who are actually going to buy what you're selling, right? Mm. So you're not just trying to attract all these window shoppers who are going to waste your time and cost you money. You want the people who actually want what you're selling. So it's best to just be very honest about what it is that you're selling, what the benefits are, maybe even what the shortcomings are, rather than just be like, you know, offering free, like free whatever, because you get all these people who are just like, oh, I like free stuff, and they don't even really care what it is. So my connection to the online dating thing is I feel like sometimes maybe what's going on is that people are keeping their profiles like extra generic And so similar to everybody else's and not saying that much because it's like they want to be available to the most people possible. Yeah. And if you reveal that much about yourself, like too many specifics, maybe you're afraid of, I think people are afraid of being a little too authentic because it's like people are going to see that and like just swipe left on them because it's like, well, that person's weird or I'm not into that, whatever. But in reality, that should be exactly what you want. You don't want to have a bunch of people swiping right on you who you're not even going to get along with, who aren't going to find your sense of humor funny. I feel like it's not about getting the most swipes. Maybe for some people it is. For some people it is. But if you're somebody like us who like seriously just like wants to find the right person, it's not about finding the not about getting the most swipes, it's about getting the right swipes. No pun intended there. It's about getting the correct swipes, the swipes from the, the right people by having these generic ass profiles where it's like you can't tell the difference between anybody except for like this person, this one's a little bit more attractive than this one, whatever. Then it's like, then you have to deal with all these matches that are totally worthless and go through all these painful conversations, dates, whatever. Just To me, it's like the, this, how, how much time and money is being wasted on this problem right now i know i'm ranting about this like i'm jaded when i like i said i'm not even really back in the game yet but i i already like at least you know your approach to making your own profile and the profiles that you'll be swiping against but maybe you'll get back in once the combine is in effect and you've you'll have to assemble your dossier i'd sign i'd sign up for that combine if for no other reason, then women would know that I'm actually six foot two and that I'm not yeah. actually five eleven. So going back to that the the height thing, I did a little bit of an experiment because I, I list my actual height, <laughs> and just for fun, I decided to change it to make it you know like what two to three inches taller, slightly less aligned with reality, but more aligned with the market. Yes, because most people. Men specifically. Men, men, like, will try and make themselves appear taller, bigger. There's no weight option, at least in, not not the profiles that I use. I know there in some in some there's like an option for slim, athletic, average, above average. There's a lot of athletes out there. If that's, yeah, that's the <laughs> a suspicious number of athletes. Yeah. Uh, but but I noticed the definite change uptick in activity from from going up in height and i i wasn't surprised by that but it is misleading that's sort of on the line of not putting a picture of your mustache when you have one so just list your real height like what are you trying to hide against this is why you need the combine tree this is why you need a to normalize process. all this yeah because the incentives are just not they're not there because if you're trying to go by the honor system and expect every guy to just list their real height, 
the incentive for one person to slightly inflate their height is now maximized because then all of a sudden everybody else is being honest and you're slightly inflating it a number which is reasonable so maybe not more than two inches you know and give yourself an extra inch or two and because of just the way that our number systems are at least the way we measure things in the in in the u.s it's like i think there's a lot of girls where the magic height is like they just filter by more than like six foot right so if you're 5'10 or 5'11, the incentive to lie to just bump yourself up to six foot is even greater. But so basically that just cascades throughout the whole pipeline to where like, I don't begrudge anybody at this point really for inflating their height by an inch or two because it's like you're just trying to calibrate. It's, it's almost like a recalibration. Yeah. And if you're being honest, you're screwing yourself over because you're making yourself seem shorter than you really are. But at the same time, it's frustrating for me because I'm already tall. And you don't I, get the benefit of that. Yeah, so it's the people who... See, you don't get, get the benefit. Is that the, most people, oh, if you list one of six four, you, oh, maybe this guy is 5'10". Five, five, I'm not going to get a whole lot of sympathy here by saying that the people who get screwed over the most by that is people like me who are tall. I know everybody else is like, well, you're tall, so who cares? You've already <laughs> got the advantage of being tall, so deal with it, right? But it still feels like, you know, bullshit. If you put your real height, just put a picture with, with a, like, if you and me stand standing next, next to just it. Just for a, like, like, okay, now you know it's real. Cause. I'm going to take a picture of myself standing by the entrance of a Taco Bell. You know what? You ever see those stickers for the height? Any gas station. Any gas station. Yeah. Any place that, you know, has a reasonable chance of being robbed and they need to get the height of the, the robber. at your combine, you'll hold up your sign with. The, the height scale in the background and you'll stand facing the camera then you'll turn to your left or right another <laughs> side view maybe you're dressed in an orange jumpsuit perhaps or if you really want to you know, amp it up black and white stripes with a little hat they're very slimming <laughs> depending on which way the stripes go Here's just a general high-level observation. I think you view the general public as much smarter than they really are. I'm amazed that that one girl was unfamiliar with the Beatles. That's the kind of stuff I can't handle. If I met up with a girl and she was like, well, yeah, I've heard of the Beatles, but I don't, I don't know that I know any Beatles songs, I'd probably just get up and leave. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to. How do you deal with that? I, I was like, oh, okay. I thought she was joking at first. I that that's okay. So that's true. That would actually be my genuine reaction. I would just assume that she was deadpan joking. Yeah, and then it it wasn't a joke. And at that point, it would have been like you I, just got up and left. I just, think we need to go our sip. Would you even say anything? Just just get up and just start walking. Away? <laughs> it would be like it would be the first in person ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, really, I thought I never I never watched How I Met Your Mother. I know a lot of people love that show. I I can't watch sitcoms. Anything where there's like I'm being told when to laugh, I can't do it. But in, in any event, one thing that I did hear from that show that I liked as an idea was apparently uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character, I think Barney Barney, came up with this this rule for like if you go on a date with somebody and almost immediately you realize this isn't this isn't good you have the right to just almost annul the date from the beginning and just say, hey, no hard feelings. Please don't take this personally. I don't think this is going to work. Let's just save ourselves time, money, whatever. I think that's a good rule. Just abort this date. See, so you're assuming that there's rational people out there. People are wild, crazy. And some people will lose them. Well, I think it's... Less likely for a girl to lose her mind and stab you. But some some crazy guy might do that. Once again, I think I've been watching too many I think you've been watching too much cold case Because <laughs> that happens. That does happen. Well, that's why you meet people in a Girl coffee, carries. a restaurant, coffee shop, <laughs> bar. You don't meet them in like a van, you know. <laughs> 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 there was... There was... Uh, so the one girl who I dated who gave me the exit interview, 
the first date that we went on, we went to a coffee shop. And I, I found this place. I was trying to find a place that was reasonably equidistant from where we were because we, we didn't live that close to each other. So I started looking for coffee shops around halfway in between. And I find this place. This is going to sound really weird, but basically it ended up being this coffee shop was like at an apartment complex. Oh, and it was like a gated community and everything. So you had to buzz to get in. So it was obvious that it was within an apartment complex. And it was like, a, it was so strange because it was like just a straight up coffee, coffee shop. Apparently it was like mainly the people who lived there would go in there all the time. But it was open to the general public. You just have to buzz in. You just have to buzz in and tell them, hey, I'm just coming for the coffee. And then you could park by there. The place had really very high reviews. I was like, let's just go to this place. So this girl misunderstood, thought that I lived there and that I was inviting her. Oh, so she got a different idea of what was going on there. So she went into that date, like already annoyed with me thinking like I basically invited her back to my apartment for the first date. When in reality, it was just this random coffee place at some random apartment complex that was halfway between us. So that was, we did not get off on the right foot. Yeah, that's like a, mm, that's an unfortunate situation. I remember the friend telling me about his like online dating and he was looking for someone like very traditional, like same culture, religion. And he meets this girl and I think it was through like family, of like a family friend, like family network of things, which is how most, most marriages tend to get started sort of like the next step in um arranged marriages instead of the two families just saying oh you used to you're married done it's more hey i know this girl and I'm my friend's daughter same age as you let's just meet see how you like each other if you like it great then you can go ahead and date for an appropriate amount of time and then get married but it was understood like when you meet this person like this is for real like there's no just effing around and that's how biodata comes up which, if you're not familiar with biodata, but bio biodata biodata data data biodata data biodata biodata yes b i o d a t a yes what is this that is how like people in like the Indian community will do like it's like an, it's like an online dating profile but it's printed out. It's usually a picture and a set of a parameters. Dossier. It's a one-page dossier. Okay. Resume, dossier. Uh, we can use dossier. Uh, Wait, like maybe the, I should double-check like the, the definition of dossier to make sure I'm not going to sound like an idiot. I mean, that might be like a... Like a I, when I think of dossier, I think of like secret... Let's see. A collection of documents about a particular person, event, or subject. Dossier. Yeah. Thank you very much. This is a one-page document. One-page dossier. One-page dossier. And it includes like a recent picture, name, and it's like full name, which for Indian people it can be... <laughs> it's lengthy, like where my name's short, because don't have a middle name. Like all, everything about you, like occupation, height. I think some of them have weight on there. Okay. Um, your education level, like detailed stuff. like Family history? Some of that stuff. And then uh, I think there's a little bit of an about, about me section. But it's generally something that the parents make for their kid. Send it to other parents. And then the parents show their kid. And it's sort of a eh, y- yes, no. And then there's a stack of yeses. And they pursue that. And that's how, that's how it went. So I only I know this because other friends, families put these together some of them happen like this happens without the person's permission like the kid's permission it just happens and then all of a sudden like hey we got this girl we want you to meet you show up at this time this place that gets awkward because like your parents have made a decision for you there really is one step below an arranged marriage yes it, that that's how i view it that is a strongly recommended marriage yes that's a mm, yeah so a friend was telling me this about how he met up with this girl 
and he did it because his family, like, like it's a courtesy to his, like his parents. Like he wasn't that interested because he didn't, didn't like the idea of it. But you know, I'll go meet him. So he meets this girl at this coffee shop. She brought her parents along with her. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they meet. Guy's just standing there. Like he, he came by himself. The girl and her parents are there. And he's meet, like they chit-chat. And he goes, all right. Well, now you guys, you two go along and have coffee. That's what the girl's parents are telling him. You two go along and have coffee. We'll wait here. <laughs> and they went inside. And he, he legit said... He's sitting there having coffee with this girl, and her parents are standing outside. You can see it through the window. <laughs> <laughs> they're just waiting the whole time. Yeah, they're, they're staring like, okay, you know. <laughs> I can picture them imagining, oh, sparks are flying, like, boom, time. Grandkids coming soon. Like, for, to them, in their eyes, it's done, done deal. To me, this is like, you know, when a zoo has a panda. <laughs> And then they arrange with another zoo to send them a complimentary panda, and then they oh, put opposite the, gender. You, know, yeah. you try to put the just yeah. push those pandas together. Yeah. It's like, no, no kiss, yeah. Although no no kissing. Oh, of course, yes. Yeah. This is just get to know each other from a reasonable distance, and then within a couple of weeks, just immediately have kids. It's like a very zero sixty in point five seconds. Well, I know you did. <laughs> I know you said that during your trip to India, which was all about a wedding, there were some single people. The focus was obviously on their wedding, your friend's wedding. But at the same time, it was basically a huge network networking event to try and get some other marriages going. Weddings in the Indian community are the biggest events of your lives. You as a participant of the wedding, your parents, it's the biggest day ever goes all out. That's why it's like three, four days. And that's, like I've said, this is why they don't get divorced because yeah, it's too much effort. It's a done you deal. You only do this once. Yeah. There's thousands of people involved, months <laughs> of preparation. Like, you're in it. This is this is commitment. You're... You guys paraded around the town. It did. Met a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> it was an unforgettable experience. And Indian aunties know how to they get things done. Bumble. Deal makers. Any other online dating, if you listen to this, get a hold of your nearest Indian auntie and she'll tell you what's going on. Uh, she'll hook you up. Yeah. Without any hesitation, my, uh, a friend of mine, we were, we were taking pictures with the bride and groom and one of the photographers had to happen to be an Indian auntie. So she comes up to my friend. How old are you? Tells her his age. Where are you from? He tells her... I've got family here in India, but I live in the U.S. Oh, I've got a daughter. She's a couple years younger than you. Meet her. Done. That's it. If he met that girl, he would have to marry her. They became friends. Like, he's taking pictures with her. (laughs) I say friends, but they're like, she she liked him. That's how it works. That's how it works. I told you before you left, maybe you'll come back with a wife. Unfortunately, you didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think that's a fortunately. I don't want to bring some some girl from the village back here. That seems more like a headache to me. 